Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25. You'll save 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lines. And on this episode, not as always, we talk about a Colorado Rockies road series win. And not just a road series win, Patrick, but a road series win in a four-game set against a team really fighting for a postseason spot, at least coming into the series. I mean, they're not out of it by any means, but boy, did the Rockies do some damage uh, to their hopes right there? What uh, what a series out of of these here road Colorado Rockies. Philadelphia is one of those places that Colorado strangely plays pretty well. I yeah. don't know why. It maybe it when you squint in your eyes, it feels like you're home, and we've all made that joke before. Yeah. Uh, although I did have long thought that those two ballparks had a very similar feel long before uh, a certain gaff, but they play well there. You know, it's the one place at, at sea level where they've been relatively productive, uh, at least in the last decade, you know, Phillies haven't really had a terribly great team. And even despite a lot of the familiar names you see on their roster, they're just not getting it done. Meanwhile, Colorado is getting it done, or at least they're doing enough of the right things or they're having an, a right player getting hot at the right time because you know pound for pound the Phillies were better than the Rockies today but the Phillies were not better than Garrett Hampson today as it, as it turned out Garrett Hampson 5 Philadelphia 4 that was uh yeah that was quite the performance we'll we'll get into the whole series and some of the big picture stuff but let's not spend too long away from the man of the hour not just the man of the hour of course y'all could guess the draft king of the game it could not have been anyone else Garrett Hampson went three for four with two homers one was a three-run jack that took them from down two nothing to up three two and the other one was a two-run homer that put them up two runs and it turns out they needed both of them to secure the win he provided all of their offense and exactly as much as they needed. And he hadn't gotten much playing time in the series. Yeah. This game he was over three. He only had one other start. And again, what anytime you have a game like that, it's it's on the you know historical side. You know, it was only you know a week or so ago that we had a conversation about multi-homer games with Trevor Story doing it twice on the road in, in Texas. And so two home runs, Rockies have had 300-plus, which, again, they've played many a game. So anytime something has only happened 300 times, it's a rarity. Well, Hampson did all of this, mind you, batting eighth. And not just batting eighth like a guy like Mike Zanino, who over his career, he's had seven multi-homer games batting in the eighth spot. He's in the American League. He's had his entire career there. So you got the DH, you got somebody else, probably the, the least talented hitter on the club, but someone besides the pitcher there behind him, Gary Hampson, did not have that protection. It's his third multi-homer game of his career. And he's actually the third player, fun fact, to me it's fun, 
Third player to have two or more homers in a game from the eighth spot for the Rockies. The only two other people, Ian Stewart and Ben Petrick, also had two. From oh, the ben Petrick. There's a, there's a blast from the past name. There's one that not a ton of people will remember, but some will. Of course, Ian Stewart, I would say probably 90% of the people listening to this show are, are intimately familiar with the career of Ian Stewart. But, yeah, that's pretty interesting. That That is because batting eighth, and this is also an art that we're likely to see die. I've got an article coming out soon uh, about Herman Marquez uh, and the Silver Slugger thing and, and you know him going after that in the National League and how that may be the last one ever and got some thoughts from him, got some thoughts from Bud Black on, on his hitting days. Uh, some of that, that he, it was really fun. He actually, a little bit of a spoiler. He's, he basically has his offensive stats memorized. He knew exactly how many hits, how many doubles, um, stuff like that. He shorted himself a couple points on, on his batting average. I had to help him out there, but you know, batting in front of the pitcher is also a unique art. The pitcher batting is is a unique art that's going to go away, and and batting in front of the pitcher it's it's a very strange thing where you know you're not going to get a ton to hit because if they do end up walking you, they can they've got a very high probability of getting an out with the next guy, and and it's tough there because you can take your walks all day. People were very critical of Chris Iannetta back in the day when the Rockies were competitive, and he was on the team for taking too many walks. In front of the pitcher, it helps your personal stats. How much does it help your team win? There's this whole weird dynamic that goes into it. Uh, and so that's something I think we'll sadly kind of see. As much as I'm a proponent of the DH, it is a weird thing to bat eighth that the kids, the next generation, Patrick, they're not going to know nothing about. <laughs> it's it's just another number in the lineup. It doesn't necessarily matter. You know, and, and he, you know, Hampson hits these homers off of uh, Aaron Nola, who's Having a down year for him, but still good. Still a good still year. Uh, that was really his only error uh, on the day. And then Hector Neris, who's been uh, really solid up and down. But overall, you look at his numbers and uh, as a low three ERA coming into this ball game. So, again. And he actually had only given up rare. one run in his last 23 innings. Uh, so, Hector Neris had been on a really good run. Uh, the Aaron Nola pitch was a big, fat, honking mistake. That's a spike your PlayStation controller. You're, you're a strike away from getting out of the inning. The outfielder lost one in the sun that allowed the inning to even be in this spot in the first place. So you've just got one more pitch to make. Again, to the eight hitter, it almost feels automatic. He threw one more curveball, and you just spun it up there for him. You just put that thing out there. Bad pitch. But the Hector Naris fastball, not ter- not great, but it, it came inside. It, it's coming in on him hard. You know, it's a decent pitch, and Ham didn't get all of it. It's, it's as wall scrapey as they get. I didn't double check the numbers. I would guess it was only out in a handful of parks. This is one of the smaller ones. And uh, as we saw the other day, uh, the Rockies got bit by one of those. And, and in this one, <laughs> they brought it back because that was barely out. In fact, everybody had to wait and see that the uh, shoot. I forget who's playing left now. That the fielder didn't come down with it. This is like, but and they, all count. they do. And, and outside of the two home runs, course he has all the rbi today so five rbi coming from the eighth spot in the lineup and he does this on the road keep that in mind that that's only the second time in rocky's history a player on the road batting eighth had five rbi in the game the other one you'll never guess so just Uh guess the most obscure guy other than johan flond 2011 2011 um um 
Oh, I've got an obscure face. Uh, ben Paulson. No, that's good. Well, even more obscure than that, I think, because Ben Paulson, I remember, okay. he had some potential and there was something to like about him. It was yeah. Mr. Eliezer Alfonso. Did that in late July. Yes. Eli- oh, there you go. That's even more obscure than that. Eliezer Alfonso uh, yeah. hit 17 career home runs. That was actually his last in the majors. So hit one on July 30th, life is going great. Uh, does it in San Diego through the Marine layer has five RBI buys himself a couple more weeks. And that would be the last home run he has in his major league career. That is why you cherish every day you're in the majors. And I think it's safe to say Garrett Hampson has himself at least a few more seasons left in the majors, regardless of what would have happened today. Had he not had the two homers, five RBI, but he is our DraftKings sports book king of the game deservedly so single-handedly getting the job done we need even need to figure out there's i don't know that there's an easy way to do this through baseball reference but a guy winning the ball game for your team right. outright now in a right. 2-1 ball game it's not as big but i think maybe four i might start it at four definitely five if you yeah. have all five rbi in your team Especially in winning only by one run, maybe two, four, yeah. But if it's like a even five two, I'm right. inclined to say you did you did all of the work there. Like how many of those exist in right. Rockies history, baseball I history? Because Garrett Hampson's two. he's on the board with with one here. He's on the yeah. board with all the yeah. RBI. He was the difference maker. It's hundred percent right. Single handedly, um, <clears throat> Nolan had one in Arizona. Where I and I think that was the game where the Sandblaster nickname was born, and I can't remember the exact number. It might have been five, six, seven run, but it was one of those where, uh, and and similarly to then the only other one that I can recall, I, I, I now I forgot. Maybe they were playing the Diamondbacks, but it was the Coors Field, the the game where Trevor Story hit three home runs, uh, and that was similar to this with an extra home run involved where. He hit a home run that tied the game. And then his second home run also tied the game. And then his third home run put them on top to stay on top. And then you're like, and then they ended up winning by like two. And you go, yeah, Trevor Story basically won them that game. Um, but those are the only, you're right, Hampson had a, an oddly, like it wasn't quite, you know, it wasn't the three home runs that Story hit. And I think Nolan did his when the team was like in the middle of a, a race into the postseason, you know, and so Hampson just kind of on a random Sunday in September with a team that's well out of it, messed up the Phillies. The Phillies fans will remember it. I'll tell you that much. They'll remember it. But yeah, it was a hell of a performance. So, uh, we will toast our Breck Bruce to Garrett Hampson and uh, the rest of the offense on this day. Get a few more offensive things before we get into the pitching, but. Toasting our Breck Brews and join them out here on this day. You know, you get a bigger one when you come down to the DNVR bar if you're a member of the family. And you should become a member of the family today by going to the DNVR.com, subscribing so you get all the written content, discounts, the hats, and the shirts. Uh, the access to the Discord channel, which is super cool. We're always hanging out in there, talking baseball 24 7, talking pro wrestling, talking about all the other sports, big football day, obviously, today. Uh, sharing all kinds of things. There's there's a chat room in there for just about anything. And if there's some kind of topic that you want to talk about that we don't have a chat room for, well, you can suggest it and we'll make one. That's what's so great about it. It's just a community of people finding shared interests and, well, 
sharing them with each other. So come hang out with us. Do subscribe today at the dnvr.com. Also, check out our friends at Hassle Cattle Company. They've got amazing quality, phenomenal Wagyu beef that could change your life. I'm not joking with you. It changed mine. I haven't bought beef at the grocery store since these guys have become a sponsor at DNVR. And you really shouldn't either. You're not, there's, there's no plus side to going into the grocery store and getting beef. You're not saving money. You're definitely not getting better product. It's full of hormones and antibiotics and all that garbage. You don't want any of that stuff. Go to hasslecattlecompany.com. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L cattlecompany.com. Don't forget to use promo code DMVR10 to save 10% off every single time. And if you order over 200 bucks, you'll get free shipping. They've got award-winning hamburgers. They've got ground beef and ground chuck that is just my absolute favorite. Delicious steaks, absolutely worth your while for any special occasion or just like steak. It doesn't matter, man. It's, uh, I'm still sitting at 0% negative reviews, 100% positive reviews, pretty much overwhelmingly positive reviews of Hassle Cow Company Wagyu Beef. The bacon especially. I don't know. The, the, in the members chat the other day, they were really talking up the bacon. So check them out. You're not going to regret it. I promise. All right. Patrick mentioned a few other hitters real quick. Very quiet three-hit day for Brendan Rodgers, but he continues to have a nice uh, second half of the season, or really just season. Really, it, it's just, at this point, he's hitting 283 on the year. Career. I think we technically can say career since this right. is his first year. Those first uh, his career in 2021 has been great. Ever ago. Forever ago. Uh, he entered, and, and you know what? Yeah. Before we get to Rodgers, he entered today one for nine. And, yeah. and this, if you remember, going back to 2019, this is where he had his first career hit. His, he made his right. debut in Philadelphia, got his right. first hit, special place, right. one for nine going into today. Okay, fine. It's the road. You know, a lot of guys can scuffle. But to your point, yeah, quietly goes three for four today at the top of the lineup. Doesn't factor in any of the run scoring, but at least keeps things honest. If he's not doing what he's doing, the lineup doesn't get extended. And Hampson doesn't have the opportunities that he does have today. Yeah. Mark, great question. I think it's got to be by definition, the best road series of the year, because it's the one where they won three games. <laughs> it's the only, it's the only one where they've done that. Right. Uh, did have four of them in there, but that has not been an opportunity in <laughs> before. Uh, it's <laughs> more of a chance. So, yeah, I mean, I think so. And even, you know, we'll get to this in a second, but even the game they lost, it was a lopsided score, but really it was a game of a handful of moments Phillies had the big one go their way with an exquisite bunt from Odubo. That was that was amazing. That was absolutely incredible that he just decided to get a bunt and double in the clutchest moment of that game. Uh, that was fantastic for them. You tip your cap behind Zach Wheeler, you're going to lose that game. Fair enough. So, yeah, I think best road series of the year. Yeah. No, hands, hands down. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. you, you get wins against a team that's battling for the postseason, so they've got a lot more going on. Um, you're you're doing it with you know a, a young guy and, and Ryan Feltner on the hill, and obviously the odds are going to be against you. Um, not even just for what you saw in his last start, but just because again you're going against Aaron Nola, who's going to give you a, a solid outing, and mm -hmm. it 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 seems somewhat improbable that they would even have won the first two games in the fashion that they they did, even the one little blowout there that 
uh, they had going on. So that wasn't, yeah, <laughs> predictable. And, and really, you know, you, you go back to Saturday night's game, as you said, with Herrera completely taking the Rockies off guard. And uh, they, they admitted that at, at, at first they, eh, well, you know, I'm not sure, you know, we had an idea. And then over time it was like, no, damn it. They, that was just, it was brilliant. It was, there were two outs, the pitchers on deck. You There's don't, no way. Uh, why would you want to? There's no way he's going to do that. And There's again, no chance he does. And that. the double, the double is besides the point. That's just the right. icing on the cake. It's just laying the bunt down to begin with yeah. is the gutsy, gutsy move. And so outside of that, you know, that risk, that devil may care attitude by Joe Girardi and Herrera late in that ball game, you might even be talking about a, a, a road sweep in Philadelphia. Right. Thinking in that perspective, right? No, but pretty amazing stuff there, uh, all all together for sure. A couple of hits for Elias Diaz today continues his very very solid turnaround in the second half. Cooled off in some ways, uh, but you know the seven seventy two OPS will absolutely play as a catcher, and that's on the season. That's including his horrendous start. It's been really up over eight hundred for the last sixty seventy something ball games. Uh, and he was on base uh, for both of the Hampson homers, I believe. Uh, yeah, scored a couple. Of, yeah, so you know, got that started. And the guy right after him, okay day at the plate. Continuing to love, drove one deep, got taken, had a base hit, uh, did a decent job. But what a day for Colton Welker at first base! He <laughs> made two absolutely stupendous plays. At what is his second position? He's a natural third baseman. Uh, boy, I I didn't know he had that. That's one of those. That's one of the fun things about watching some of these guys. You know, and you find out, and you go, oh, oh, okay. Well, is he going to do that all the time? We do not know, but we do know that he had the the diving stop on the one throw from Rogers. Right, two totally different kinds of of first baseman plays where you've got. The, the layout, keep your foot on the bag, help your guy out in that way, and then the, the jump where it brings you off the bag and you and you got to do the, the swinging swipe tag thing, and he did it like he's been doing it forever. Oh, it was I cool. hope we And I hope we see him at first base more because, you know, he, he's struggling. I, I think he's going to struggle a little bit not having maybe a, a true position, which a lot of guys can, can struggle with a little bit, but his bat is going to play in the majors. And, you know, that – I think that we should be giving Elias Diaz even more credit today because if you're the Phillies, you're going, well, let's see what this Welker kid can do. Like, like I, we're not going to let Diaz beat us. We're going to let Welker beat us. And yet Diaz, you know, was able to, to get two hits in, in there and, and, and not strike out. So, you know, he was, was effective in that capacity, but I want to see Welker more at first base because McMahon has a position, like he's a third baseman. Yes, he can play first base. He can play second base. Rodgers has a position. It's second base. Yes, he can play shortstop. Could even move over to third base. But I'm with you. you know, just the defensive card is is really the one that the Rockies have you know long been able to play as as part of their success, not giving up outs. And you know, as frustrating as it might be, you know, if you have a maybe more lumbering first baseman, and and again, we'll we'll see what Welker has because. He has that potential in there. I think that was kind of what you're getting to. Like, hey, we don't know exactly what he'll be at first base, 
but look at these different types of plays. He has that in him. And you go, okay, that's great. We never really saw anything like that out of Daniel Murphy, unfortunately, <laughs> over at first base. And you go, not, not once. You go, all right, so you got to make all of the regular plays or there's yeah. going to be problems. So I think you got to kind of deal with that. And there could be some growing pains over there at first base. But you leave McMahon at third base, you leave Rogers at second. You, you plug the hole in at, at shortstop until somebody comes along, until you get the right guy, or maybe Trevor Story does come back. I don't know, necessarily know that's a long-term solution. Again, maybe maybe short-term. He might accept a qualifying offer. We'll figure that out. But for right now, mm-hmm. I want to see more of Welker over at first base because I think CJ Crone has proven himself enough that if, if you want to bring him back, okay, fine. Now maybe you are blocking Colt Welker. But regardless, I think you you know what you have in C.J. Crone. You don't know what you have necessarily in Colton Welker. So let him play first base. Let Colton Welker impress you enough to say, actually, you know what, Crone? We don't want you because we got a replacement a lot cheaper and with maybe just as much potential as what you have. Maybe not in 2022, but definitely 23, 24, 25, and beyond. Yeah, or at the very least, you just don't have to – break the bank, right? You can say, Hey, look, we, yeah. we like Crone up to a certain point, but invest elsewhere. Yeah. And, yeah. and if someone else offers them a larger contract, you don't feel like, Oh man, we've, we've got to match that because if we lose him, we're never going to be able to replace that because maybe you do have this in-house replacement. Like you said, it's probably going to take him a little longer to develop though. I will say though, he's, he's not tearing the cover off the ball yet. Hasn't really, you know, still looked for that first home run. I thought he got it. I thought he yeah. got it today. Uh, I, in fact, it's twice now. I, I've thought he's he's gotten it. We had the one back at home. Is very first, first at bat. Yeah. Um, but he's he just takes a good at bat. He, he he finds the barrel. Uh, he doesn't look intimidated. You know, he doesn't look the way we saw Rogers at times early in his career. Tapia McMahon, even like he looks locked in at the plate and I wouldn't be surprised if he goes on a nice little run here to, to finish the season. So I agree. I I'm just full on uh, want to see that. And then as um, I'm not reading all the, the numbers, I'm sorry, as, as, as this wonderful uh, human being here, and I assume not a robot, I'll go NY two and J is saying, don't count out the universal DH. Right. And then that could be a spot for Crone if you, comfortable leaving Blackman in the outfield. There's a lot of different, it's just the flexibility of it. You don't have to get tied to any one guy for any too high a price. And that's, what's great about a player like Welker. Every team needs depth. Every team needs depth everywhere. Yeah. So right now it seems like, Oh, there might be kind of a, a log jam in the infield. Okay. That could sort itself out as, as, as disappointing as it would be if it works itself out because someone ends up getting hurt and you go, well, that wasn't what we really had in mind. You'd rather have there, there be that depth. And yes, with the incoming universal DH, you could have that going on, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There's going to be days in which McMahon's going to need off or Rogers will need off. Whatever the situation is, you can kind of mix and match. Eventually I think you do, you know, want maybe a, a more traditional, uh, lineup as far as positionally where every day, you know, you can just plug in the same guys, I, I think to a certain point. Um, but you know, it, it's great to have the, that flexibility around and, and yeah, maybe slightly below average at third base, maybe average at, at first base for Welker, what, whatever it is, 
you, the bat's going to play up. And yeah. that's, that's that, you know, wins above replacement. It, it takes into consideration both of those things. And I think Colton Walker deserves that opportunity. And I think he will prove to be a more valuable player overall um, with, with his offense, maybe making up for any kind of defensive liabilities, but he's got a way to go. Like by no means is he, is his defensive you know, right. skill set set in stone. I don't know. It can get terribly high, but we know it again. We saw today. There's that promise of, okay, here we go. We've got a good base to start from. Yeah. It's, and I am loath to make these comparisons, but, and it's not a direct, but still it's, it is worth pointing out that when the former Colorado Rockies third baseman, who is now headed for the hall of fame, uh, when he was in the minor leagues, he was not known as a great defender. Uh, and in fact, not only was he not known as a great defender, he wasn't a particularly great defender by his own admission, by stories he's told and, and, and talked. He's told the story on, on this very show years ago, but, uh, uh, and about how Jerry Weinstein pulled him aside, forced him to take it seriously. And it really started clicking basically as he was getting to the big leagues. Now I have no idea what Colton Welker's personal story is in, in terms of all of that. And I haven't heard anything to the extent of man defense. And he hasn't actually, he hasn't played much this year uh, because of this, you know, whole we, we've written about it. We've talked about it, the whole ridiculous thing with the suspension. And so you never know. Like again, today, I, that's why I said I really what my eyes kind of popped on both of those plays because this is not what he's known, and it could be total aberrations. We never see it again. It's baseball, uh, you know. Like you said, it, he could still be a below average defender, but if that's one of those things that clicks too, you you never know when you could you you've got to give a guy to your point. You've got to give our guy room to maybe become that dude. It's all of a wait. Now he's plus defensively. What do we what do we have here? Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Like you said, I think he doesn't even need to be that. The bat's going to play. But I just, I don't know. It's it's easy, it's early, he's young, he's excited, he's playing well. But there's that glint in the eye where you just go, I don't know. Let's see what, let's see what he's got. This is fun. And I'll have options too, you know, next year, which, again, you say, all right, well, start in the, the minors and you can maybe work on some other things. Again, if someone gets injured. So you can't have too many of these kind of guys. So it, it, it allows you wiggle room on the roster. It allows you that, that wiggle room defensively. So yeah, let's, let's see some more playing time. I think, I think we're going to, I think we're going to see, you know, a lot more of that and it, it's, it's going to be exciting. He's definitely one of the bigger uh, players to, to keep your eye on here in the final. He's probably the biggest guy to keep your eye on. with Connor Joe being hurt. Sam Hilliard is just figuring some things out. So you're yeah. like, all right, we don't necessarily know what we're going to get. We know the the potential upside. We know about the swing and miss. Um, so he's just going to have to kind of do it. Whereas with Welker, he's more he's the most unknown of just about anyone besides today's starting pitcher Ryan Feldman. Right? Say, there's a there's a couple arms that might factor in. We'll talk about that in just a second. They got just enough, by the way, insurance today for those arms and. Uh, you need a little insurance, you need a little more, you need a little figuring out that situation out there in the housing market. Well, you got to check out our friends at Chevalier Mortgage. You know, Chevalier is French for protectors of the realm. Basically, the knights take care of everybody. They protect your realm. They take care of you. That's what they do. It's actually it's super fitting for Mike in Virginia because they can help you through what can be a very difficult process 
out here in the Colorado market. You don't want to make it more stressful than it needs to be. So head to dnvrmortgage.com. There you can enter to win a free shirt or hat of your choice. But more importantly, you'll get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options. It's dnvrmortgage.com to enter to win a free hat or shirt. But again, much, much more importantly, it's that free consultation. They'll get you all set up. You can also call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or Mike at 970-412-2472. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006 and Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. As you were talking about there, Patrick, a uh, couple of bit. Let's start with Ryan Feltner. Much, much better. 3.2 innings. Hits, Speaking of future, Speaking of future, there, there's Thank a segue you. there. And, and you, also, you don't have to mortgage your future if you want to get a question in on a super chat. There's no game on Monday, so if there's anything you need to get in now, go ahead and throw it and slam us with those questions in the super chats. But yeah, Ryan Feltner, you went through the numbers. They are eh, mm. but, they, but they show an improvement over what he did his last outing had the six strikeouts. Uh, he had five through the first three. Yes. Uh, and outside of that long first inning, you go, okay, that's definitely a step in the right direction and in somewhat of a bandbox there in, in Philadelphia, as we know. So you go, okay, this is this is much better. No home runs, didn't give up any of those. So that's another one of those numbers you really like seeing. Zero homers surrendered, the six Ks, and – we're working up on the on the innings pitch. Not bad for for making the jump from Double A. Yeah, you know this is one of the things we've talked about, and and I've often debated with people about the the quality start stat. Right? What, what does that what does that mean? Because people say, well, the ERA is not good. So why are you holding this up to be a good thing? Good or bad is subjective, and everyone's going to have their own opinions on what is or is not acceptable out of different players in different situations. What I love about the quality start and what I wish we had like more essentially variations on it is it just tells you the kind of day your starting pitcher had, which goes a long way toward whether or not you're going to win the baseball game or not. Quality start tells you your pitcher kept you in it until you, he dominated, right? So we need another one. There's like the super dominant start would be eight innings or more to runs or fewer or something like that. Like we need more of these. And so then you've got the flip side where you've got these really terrible starts. Marquez has had a couple of these this year, despite being an all-star, you could tag him for two, maybe three of what Ryan Feltner had in his first outing, which was the lose the ball game all by yourself. Start. You go out there. And when you're leaving the mound, you've either given up eight runs and four or five, or you've given up five runs and two innings and your manager's got to go to the bullpen. You've not only lost the game, you've probably screwed up the next couple of days in terms of bullpen stuff, you know, like just there. And then a step up from that is what Feltner did today. That's, that's why you're talking about it being a step, a step forward, maybe even a step and a half forward from that, because it's a good lineup. Uh, you know, he, he, like you said, he really aired it out for those strikeouts, got out of a jam. There in the struck second. out the side, yeah. I think in the, in, in the third there, second time through the lineup too at that. Yeah. So showing the swing and miss stuff and, you know, yeah, it's, it's not great 
in a in a vacuum, but for a guy's second start in the big leagues, this is what you're. This is what Bud Black was hoping to get. Uh, maybe in another inning, but more or less, he knew this was what he was hoping to get out of Ryan Feltner, and it's what he got. And if you go back and look at what rookie pitchers have done with with the Rockies, like historically speaking, they you know they maybe on average have a high four. ERA, you know, over the course of maybe 10 starts, you know, give or take some guys get more than, than others, maybe it's closer to 12 starts, something like that. You know, you begin to say, okay, well let's, let's let them finish out the month before we have an idea of, of what we've got, right? Maybe he might not be a rookie in the class of a Kyle Freeland or, or Antonio Sensatella, what we saw in 2017 or even rookie of the year, like Jason Jennings. And he's, he's, you hope he's certainly not one of the the guys who didn't get very many starts to begin with, or 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 Jeff Hoffman, a guy that just never really seemed to figure it out and was mm-hmm. almost a rookie for several seasons, right? Because he was just up and down. So, um, so again, you can't have enough depth. So even if he's somewhere in the middle, uh, historically speaking, that's a guy that has a lot of value to this organization. Again, young guy who missed all of of 2020 and you can you're going to say that about a generation of players you know you're going to hear it a lot if you haven't already this year you're going to hear it next year you're going to hear it in 2023 these you know the guys who got drafted in 2019 and basically played baseball for a couple months before you know their their life as a professional got shut down and they're working out in the garage which is what ryan feltner did back home in ohio and he's just playing catch with his brother so um you take it with a grain of salt, but you say, okay, this is, this is good. And, you know, I was worried after that first start with the three home runs he gave up last Sunday to Atlanta, we might not see him again. Like not because he didn't, not because like, oh man, you were so bad. You don't deserve another start. More of a, we don't want you to, we don't want this to destroy your morale. Expose you to that again. Yeah. Exactly. I want to expose you to that again. And he got the second one. And I think, Okay, the numbers might not be jumping off the page like wow, you dominate. It was okay, this is all we need from you. We've got a bullpen. Yep. We are gonna piggyback you a little bit with Ashton Godot, which is I think something you might continue to see going forward as your safety net. And he's gonna get that third, he's probably gonna get at least two more starts now going forward. And that's what that's what you really want. Yeah, no, actually, I, I like that. Tim. That's a good point. I, li- I like that little tandem if they put them together. We'll talk about that in a second. But to your point about depth, Mark, talking about this possible top four rotation for the isotopes next year, Lambert, Rollison, Feltner, and your boy, Frank Duncan, next season. Good to have those guys fill in with needed. I mean, yeah, that's some depth for next year that just did not exist this year, right? Where anytime someone wasn't good to go, it was. Chichi Gonzalez time, and uh, that just was what it was, right? And it's and you feel bad for Chichi, but they're going to have these other options next year that they just didn't have this year. So that'll be that'll be fascinating. And and Godot, as you just brought up, could you know? I I think he'd, obviously they need bullpen help. It'd be nice if he could find a, some rhythm out there in the bullpen. Still looking for him to find rhythm just in general at all, but. Uh, you know, I liked what I saw out of him today and actually earns his first career win. So that's kind of fun considering he's been on like nine different teams. He's only played for two, but he's technically been in the organization. Dodgers. Yeah. Giants. Uh, yeah. 
the Mariners organization for a minute before he Maybe. got to the Rockies. I think Baltimore. I believe that's right. Obviously, Cincinnati's the the other one he's played for in the bigs. Anaheim Mighty Ducks. There were a lot of weird <laughs> right. transactions with this poor guy. Right. <laughs> uh, so, you know, really cool to see him go out there and, and get a really important two-inning hold there in the middle of the game. Yeah, he gave up a run, but gets a couple of strikeouts, keeps the Rockies uh, – Right there, and and again against a formidable lineup that's, that's been tough. There's some big time hitters on that squad, and to go out there and and do the thing, earn his first W. These guys are fighting for jobs for next year, and who knows what Godot's will be. But Billy Schmidt, who you know has scouted him on several occasions, clearly wanted him back for something. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what it is. Gilbreth came in there, finished off the fourth inning. Yeah. The pitcher spot coming in. Yeah, Godot gets the two uh, innings of work, gives up the one run. Chassin, two innings, does give up the one, as he's prone to do in that that uh, in, in a two inning outing. But again, you can deal with that when you've got a, a little bit of a lead. So uh, well timed home run to Bryce Harper, right? Yeah, that's why and, they say solos don't kill you, and that's. The whole point of that is to avoid what we saw with Justine in Chicago in the second inning of work, right? And that was a total mechanical failure. And you just, oh, no, the wheels have come off the plane. I don't know how we land this thing. I had forgotten about that. I'm a little upset. You reminded right. me of that flashback. Yeah. But walk the bases loaded. Yeah, but walk the bases loaded. Bullpen. No walks. No um, walks. Keltner was gone for five and third inning. And then Estevez comes in, gives up the one hit. Runner gets to second base, and you go, yeah. oh, yeah, you can't, you can't win three games on the road against a postseason contender here. You're being greedy. No. Wild Thing shuts the door. Carlos Estevez gets it done for his seventh save of the season. Yeah, I, I will say, not until the, the final out was recorded did I believe that the Rockies were going to win that game in that series. Just with the way it's been, I was fully expecting a – little blooper into shallow center field to score the tying run and for the next guy to put one in the gap and ball game Phillies and us to come on here and go, Hey, look, they split much better than they've been on the road all year. Phillies are fighting for the postseason. You got to expect them to do things like that, but just, you know, the Rockies bullpen has had their issues all year. It's been rough for Estevez, the whole thing. And it was interesting because, you know, given a little bit more wiggle room in his last save in the series, Gave one up, it got tight, but he, he locked it down and he got real muto. Given no wiggle room in this one, locked it down. It's <laughs> just like, okay. I mean, other than the really, really bad one against the Giants, he's been pretty great in this ninth inning role. So you, you've got to, yeah. Well, how about that? Just a, <laughs> the bullpen comes out and pitches all those innings. Locks it down for the Rockies. The bullpen and Garrett Hampson taking late in late season games from postseason contenders, just like we predicted. The strength of this team, their super utility eight-hole hitter, whose best tool is his speed, <laughs> hitting a couple of home runs, driving in five, and this bullpen who's been one of the worst in the league. But also, honestly, they've been a lot better lately in general. It's just weird that that coincided with Daniel Bard totally falling off the table. But and, and as you said, all, all of those things were predictable. I think we had that in our DraftKings sportsbook. 
we picked all of those things days oh, in advance. Days, days in advance. We just could sense Hampson would be hitting eighth. So yeah, they'll give the bullpen will get a, a day off tomorrow. In fact, tomorrow is their first day off in 17 days. Yeah. They actually went eight and nine during this uh span of play. Uh which is not bad, seven home, ten away. <laughs> They had three other sets of 13 consecutive games. They went six and seven in late April, three and 10 from Oof. May 7th to May 19th. Yeah. Uh, seven of those were actually at home. And then uh, towards the beginning of June, they went six and seven. So, you know, outside of that, that one spell, they were pretty good, or they were, you know, around where they've been all year, playing around, you know, just a little bit better than. 400 baseball on these longer, you know, spans without a day off. Yeah, that's really interesting. They've, they've been fairly consistent actually since the end of May. Like they were just yeah. generally terrible in April and for the first half of May. And obviously they were especially terrible on the road. And since then, they've just been kind of better in, in every capacity. And they're above 500 since then. I, I'd have to double check after today. It's been, but basically consistently four games, five games, they'll drop down to two games over 500. Then it'll be at four games. I, I would guess I would uh, that they're four games over 500 since May 18th. That's my guess because it's been right around that. And they just took three of four. But it, and, and like, yeah, that's nothing to write home and get super excited about. But the consistency of it is really interesting and makes you wonder to what extent, you know, going out and getting the right veteran pieces really could work here, especially when suddenly the bullpen doesn't look like an epic disaster. It just looks like a bullpen without a surefire closer. Just that there's no dynamism. It's a lot. It's a lot more like the lineup now, all of a sudden, where it's like they can get the job done. But there's no there's no dynamism. There's no expectation that such and such player is going to carry you to the victory. Like might be Garrett Hampson. You know, like, can't count on that all the time. So uh, they need a couple of those guys. But it's fascinating because uh, this is not a team that historically has been that kind of like like you said over these stretches. They're just right around 500. <laughs> like, okay, Try to, how do you bump that to the next level? That's the trick. I think you have a lot of these inexperienced players because they're not a young team. They're just inexperienced. Right. They've been able to contribute more. I don't, you know, outside of Rogers, you can't necessarily look to anyone and say, Oh man, look at the growth this guy has made. It's really just, I don't want to, you know, almost belittle it to say, Oh, timely, but it's just, they're playing better overall as a unit. And it, and it shows in their, their win loss record. Like right now they're, you know, currently 12 games under 500, which, isn't so bad. They're at 66 wins, which I think that might be what I had for them for this season. It was either 66 or 67. I think it was 66. Mm -hmm. And with the three wins, which we didn't, we didn't exactly uh, give an over under for this <laughs> road trip, but it's probably already over. We'll They're say probably that. already at the over on the trip. Yeah. And with the third win here in this series alone, they've tied, well, they've tied for the worst record. So it's still nothing to really write home about, but uh, the road. Yeah. yeah, but it but it's definitely nothing out to uh, to to send the the watchdogs out to to attack them for I guess to a degree because they're set to to not have that worst record. It still will be one of their worst records uh, for for what you will. But uh, they've come a lot long way from that team that 
had they had a worse road record winning percentage wise than the Diamondbacks, who had gone 23 straight road games. And you go, right. yeah, but how could it be worse? Well, because the Diamondbacks weren't dog shit before that. Right. They were just yeah. okay. And right. then they lost 23 and were still better than yeah. the Rockies. And for the Rockies now to have dug out of that hole a little bit, I think that's nice. And they'll have, you know, six more games, uh, three against Atlanta, three against Washington, where – yeah, of course they'll get at least one more. It might only be one more, but they'll definitely be, get one more. Figure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean the the starting pitching, and this is the irony, is actually slowed down. And you know they've needed to go to Feltner for these spot starts, and they've gotten more spotty work out of Marquez lately. And uh, you know Freeland got kind of knocked on. This is last start, so we'll see. He says his hips is feeling is was, was fine. It was it was a non-factor. So the result might not have been there, but he feels better. So you like his odds of, of mm-hmm. doing better in his next start here, which would probably be on Friday against Washington. We'll right. See. Gomber was struggling a little bit before he got shut down. Those things may have been related or whatever. So it's, it's just interesting that like, yeah, they actually don't have their best starting pitching right now while they're still kind of pulling off these pretty solid wins. So we'll see, but I expect that they will. They're still getting those games, and that's why you figure they get one or two more on this road trip because Free could go out there any given day and give you seven innings, two runs. Marquez at any time. John Gray is going to keep going out there, it looks like, for a minute. So, uh, you know, and then uh, Sensatella has been probably the best of any of them over their last seven, eight starts or so. And Steady so, Senzi. Steady yeah. Senzi. That's it, man. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. <laughs> so it's like quality Senza? No. It's better than quality start Kyle. It's <laughs> It is better than that. So also better than that, by the way, being Manscaped, straight up. Get Manscaped, fellas. Be Manscaped. Feel Manscaped. And then be felt. Manscaped. It is what it is. You want to feel your best. You want to be your best. You want to smell your best. And if you get the lawnmower 4.0 package, uh, I'm sorry, it's the performance package, which comes with the lawnmower 4.0. You get all kinds of great stuff in there. The spritzer, the lawnmower, really comfortable pair of boxers, travel bag, very nice, very nice leather. It's a very nice travel bag. Yeah. Yeah. It's yes, it's qual. It it makes it smells like a baseball mitt. It does. So yeah. if you're, you know, if you're, well, if you're a Broncos guy, I mean, shoot, it does smell like a football a little bit. Um, but if you're if you're a baseball person, you know what that mitt feels like, and it like it has that feel to it. If you've ever had a black leather mitt, like it'll it'll bring those kind of vibes to you yeah. as well. It's it's really nice. Yeah, all kinds of fantastic stuff. So you should go there to manscaped.com, check it out. Use promo code DNVR. You'll get 20% off plus free shipping. How about that? 20% free shipping, 20% off with promo code DNVR at manscaped.com. Is that all for today? Oh, there's a bonus one. I haven't read this one yet. Let's see if I can do it live. It's, It's a bonus ad, but I'm loving them. I'm feeling charitable today for Mint Mobile. All right, let's check them out. After years of fine print contracts getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month, thinking maybe, what's the catch? But 
You got to check them out. It makes sense. Just go to there. What do they got? Oh, it's at the bottom. All right. I'll get there. Get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash DNVR. There's the website. Find all the details. It's mintmobile.com slash DNVR. Uh, cut your wireless bill to just $15 a month at mintmobile.com slash DNVR. I like that we put it in three times down there at the bottom, though. That, yeah, I'm going to have to get in on this. I'm gonna check out all the details because paying way too much for cell service just or wireless service just sucks. Like, it, it's, like cable. it's like having a cable package. Yeah. Where like, I don't even care about all these bells and whistles. I just need to call. I just need to be able to text and get voicemail, which Mint Mobile has all three of those things. Yeah. So awesome. Awesome. I'm going to learn all about them. You should as well. Um, all right. As you mentioned, Patrick, oh, we covered all the, yep. All the relievers. Cool. Uh, anything else? Well, we didn't really talk about the huge blowout, by the way, you, you did mention it, but just how wild was that to see him suddenly go off and win a game 11 to two on the road? Uh <laughs> Big homers from Story Crone and Diaz in that one. Elias Diaz now with 17 home runs on the year. Uh, that, that that was an absolute beatdown. Like I, I just <laughs> and, and it was with the five run uh, ninth inning. You know, it was a relatively close game for much of it, but still, when you put one away like that, uh, it, it's pretty fantastic. And to give that kind of run support to a our man Marquez start. So just wanted to since we hadn't come on since that game. Uh, mentioned that uh, Elias Diaz, four ribbies, just we've talked about it all year, but the way he's turned his season around is as extreme as any turnaround in a season that I can ever recall. He's been fantastic. Uh, everyone got a hit in that ball game except Colton Welker. And when I say everyone, I mean everyone because Marquez was on the hill he for is. that one. And CJ Crone too, again, he's continuing to do it and now has 82 RBI. I don't think he's going to get to 100. I thought about, our but he's in sniffing distance. Yeah, if he can stay, you know, not smoldering hot, because I, I don't think that that's even possible. But he can stay, you know, pretty consistent and almost have an R, you know, average an RBI per game. It's not out of the realm uh, for him to get 100 RBI. Last time the Rockies have not had a guy hit the 100 mark was 2014, and he has 27 home runs too. So. He's he's approaching that that thirty home run mark. I'm not sure the last time that they haven't had somebody with thirty home runs could also be 2014. Uh, I was yeah. just so darn focused on on the RBI because they, the really <laughs> they were so far away, and then all of a sudden, Chrome keeps doing a damn thing. So uh, he's he's been exciting too. Him and him and Diaz together, they've been a lethal combination from the right hand side. All right. Well, like you said, day off on Monday. Then uh, series three gamer in Atlanta, three games in Washington, day off, and then back home for the final home stand of the year: three against the Dodgers, three against the Giants, and three against the Nationals. Does anybody remember that? Is that reference? Is anyone going to remember when Washington misspelled their own team name on their own jerseys? Those guys had to go out there with Washington Nationals. They didn't have the O. They left out the O. The Washington Nationals. It's kind of like the uh, Troy Tula whiskey. Yes. 
<laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't want to bring it up, but uh, okay, yeah. I, I think it's. I think it's worse. The jersey. Oh, it's so much. Worse. Definitely worse. I mean, uh, I mean, it's, no, the, it's more easy of a mistake to make for the jersey, right? Because you've just. But like, who's sewing these jerseys so that you're missing a letter right. and, and no one notices that it looks funny? Too Lewitsky. I mean, you because it's so complicated. You could, it could. How many people did not notice that? Sure. Obviously, everybody so in the production letters. side of things. Yeah, all those letters just kind of run together to a whiskey. But yeah, it was like it was a promotional shirt thing, which you know, still get the player of your get the name of your player right. Do you think the they Nationals were like, play a game with the wrong with their teams? <laughs> Do you think the Nationals will ever play a game with Nats on the front of their jersey somehow? And do you think the Rockies will ever play with Rocks on the front of their jersey? Yeah, they should. R-O-X. I say yes to both. I say By yes the way, to both. It's R O X, not R O C K S. And I try to be open minded on this show. I try not to put down anyone's opinions. I'm very big. Having that open mind and giving everyone the benefit of the doubt. But if you spell it R-O-C-K-S, I can only conclude that you are a secret agent spy for some terrible organization. And you have an ulterior motive and you hate baseball and America and apple pie and ponies. You think very highly of those people. I go the opposite way. I think you're you're psycho. I think you, you <laughs> may be a serial killer. Like that's... I've literally, literally, have never seen R O C K S for Rockies, or maybe I've just blocked it out because I'm like, no, I'm just so used to seeing R O S. Again, it's a baseball thing, right? You got the yeah. white socks, red socks. It just makes sense. R O X on the front of the jersey, and I'm with you. I hope so. I will. I, I really. I'd that might be a players' it. weekend. You do a yeah. players' oh, weekend. Yes. We have something fun, like they have the little league, um, little league. Classic. Actually, no. They they looked like those, but it was Players Weekend. It was the first year because 2019. It was all black and all white. No, thank you. I don't think I've even seen those anywhere around in a ballpark. Yeah, no uh, Rockies were on the road in St. Louis at that time, so maybe I've seen the all black Rockies somewhere around a Coors Field. Maybe, but yeah. I've definitely seen a few more of the you know Arenado or Blackman black chest with the purple sleeves, purple sleeves. that's those, nice yeah, i want to see black. just rocks right across the front of the chest rocks. we will see it uh, yeah i think you're right rocks socks right they got those what are the other ones dogs oh, the dodgers got now <laughs> i got nothing uh silver in in the silver, the black, in the in the like, or like in the like the writing of the, like how they did in the CR font R O X, that kind of purplish white could be like that font. I'm trying to think of how it would look. I don't, I don't not, think you wanted to look like like with the White Sox, how they had like almost like interlocking. They're not really interlocking; they just lay next to each other. The S O X. You just want it to be your own thing, or it doesn't even have to be necessarily stylized. It can just be. Give me a Times New Roman rocks right across the middle of the chest. It, it can be a patch. It can be a patch over the heart. That's fine too. Vertical? Would you go R O X down 
vertically? No, not like the all-star game. No, <laughs> I, I need a little diagonal on that. Would you put word on top of word two type Rockies going one way and then rocks right on top of it going like a band, way? like a crossing bandolier. <laughs> like it's a crazy what they did for those. Like a Scrabble crossword games. puzzle. Like the, they share the letter O in the middle right. of Col you know, was Colorado. No. Those new era hats where they put writing on top of writing. And I was like, I don't think this is as clever as you guys think it is. <laughs> I think this is just a giant mess. But I don't know. Uh, anyway, someday, oh, someday we'll get back. To, someday the Rockies will get back to having fun with their uniform and yeah. just trying some different things. Even if it's a one-off. Even if it's just a, a white cap with purple pinstripes on it. Like that's yeah. – actually, I don't think you can get away with that. But I think the I think the Mets did have something like that in the late '90s. Yeah. That was uh, something yeah. that was was temporary, but they'll they'll they will eventually have some fun like that, or at least just have the merchandise for people to just enjoy, right? Yeah, that that's I mean, it. If it looks yeah. cool, people are gonna wear it. Whether you're in last place, whether you're in first place, they want to represent their city very much like they represent their city right now at the DNVR bar, the Broncos watch party because. That's what, that's what we're trying to do, right? We're trying to represent the community here in Denver, just like they're trying to do over at PHNX, which PHNX. I haven't really talked about the launch. We'll, we'll have no. to get to it maybe at some point this week, but we're branching out our, our yeah. sister company. I guess they're technically, or, or they're our, our clone. We'll have to figure out the, the, oh, yeah. the, the science like behind who they are exactly. I like that. Our doppelganger. Yeah. You start using a, uh, uh, Comic book language, Bizarro, Bizarro DNVR, PHNX. That's going to be a whole lot of fun. That's going to be a lot of uh, excitement. And for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, and well, I was going to say, no, nope, there's th this isn't a group of people. I was going to say, but you happen to be fans of some sports in in Arizona. Like if you're listening to this and you're fans of sports in Arizona, you're probably already well aware now the, of the existence of PHNX. But if you just like great sports coverage that is maybe outside your area a little bit. You like learning about other things. That's one of the things I've been obviously, you know, because they're, as Patrick put it, our sister company, I've been checking in, listening to some of their shows, seeing how they're doing and, uh, you know, learning a lot of stuff about, because just like what we do here, they dive far deeper into, you know, what the national coverage is usually going to give of, of their sport. And so you can learn a lot, you know, we'll, we'll be trying to get together with their guys to talk whenever the Rockies and Diamondbacks play each other. Cause it's just going to be double the amount of knowledge about the teams. And you're not going to get better coverage of two teams playing each other than you are when DNVR and PHNX cover a series. And luckily those two teams play each other a lot. So that should be a whole lot of fun. And if, you know, honestly, if you support them, you're, you're supporting us in a way, don't support them too much though. Yeah. Just support them a little bit. Yeah, a right. little bit. Healthy rivalries are good. Rockies do finish out the season there. So we can uh, catch up with those guys for the end of the year, see how it goes. Uh, see if they can win the uh, reverse standings. We'll be we'll be pulling for them. We'll be pulling for them the whole way. <laughs> the, yeah, we'll see who wins the All-City Championship Cup. Yeah, there, <laughs> there it is. Uh, so thank you all for getting in on all of that, just having fun, being a part of the family, coming down to the DNVR bar, hanging out with us subscribing to the dnvr.com chilling on social media at drew creaseman at patrick the lions at dnvr underscore rockies at phnx underscore sports all that stuff check them all out have a whole lot of fun out there continuing to be the absolute best baseball fans 
in the world. We promise you that we will continue being absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.